Hey everyone, welcome to Firmly Grounded, a podcast where young men talk about and pursue a firm foundation in God. In this episode of Firmly Grounded, we'll be talking about attitude and how it can affect your life and godly testimony. We'll be discussing that and more on this episode of Firmly Grounded. I did pretty good. That was my first intro. I was popping off. Speaking of popping off. Caleb Holstein's reel went yeah, off. Caleb's kind of. Caleb's. Yeah. What are we at? 16,000 16, views? 13.2. Oh, okay. Pretty good for us. Kind of a big so deal. It's a little organic. Searching. I don't think it's gotten to his head at all. No. no never. It's okay. been very, it's very, very trendy. Trendy. Eli, uh, yes. I'm sorry for punching you in the face. I actually didn't kick him in the face or hit no. him in the face. I got, I got hit in the face by a soccer ball. Funny enough story. We were playing soccer on Sunday, and one of the staff... He's from Malawi. He's kind of really good at soccer. Yeah. He booted the ball, and it was flying. And uh, he wasn't on my team, Mm-mm. so it wasn't aiming for me. Uh, but I decided I would run and put my face between the person and the ball. We're thankful and for you. I know. Yeah. We still <laughs> lost the game. We did lose the game. We, did we lose actually, the game. it was a. It was not good. It, it was, was the effort was not in vain though, no. and I appreciate the, that. It, yeah. I I my face made contact with the ball, and I got a black eye out of it. I think so. they actually they actually scored the last goal of that. On me, technically. I was the goalie, so it was technically on me. But yes, but I was <laughs> the last defender, and it, they just crossed <laughs> it right into the box, and it was I think Katie yeah, Chadwick just. It was not, it was it not good. It was not good. Anyways, so we're gonna talk about attitude today, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about how to have a attitude that is honoring and glorifying to God. Mm-hmm. I'll say I think you've had a really good attitude about the black guy you've had. Thank you. I've I've been trying. Our makeup. Eli, I'm proud of you. Our makeup Thank department you, didn't really do a good job for you for. Today, yeah. but let's get a makeup department. We should have a makeup department. They could just give me a haircut every three months. <laughs> what if we got someone that in the comments? They just were like, "Yeah, we'll sponsor you guys." That'd be kind of like cool. Your, in your makeup department, yeah. if somebody sponsored and bought us makeup, we wouldn't use it. So don't do that, bro. I, I need it, dude. <laughs> I need, I need some help. I feel if like if men need makeup, they just, just grow a beard. Hit me with a filter. <laughs> That's true. Just kidding. Yeah. And I, I genuinely don't want makeup, mm. anyways. So let's start. Let's start getting into the actual meat of what we're supposed to talk about this episode. And I'll ask the question: What is attitude? Mm, I'm gonna answer first. I actually looked it up before it was put into the notes, and I it uh-huh. was it, the notes are correct. Caleb, whoever put That's that good. in there, good job. Uh, it's behavior. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. It's the way. <laughs> Nothing's getting to my head. <laughs> We're really <laughs> hyping him up today. His reel's popping off. He's really smart. No, attitude's your behavior. It's the way that you look at situations or the way that you present yourself mm-hmm. and like your reactions, I think, to, to things. I think you can have an attitude inwardly that is not expressed outwardly. So yeah. I can have a feeling or an emotion in my heart and my mind that is not what I give to you guys. Mm-hmm. So my attitude could be really spiteful or something mm-hmm. but the way that i present it to you guys is i'm a little yeah. i'm like happy or i yeah. would i would disagree with that actually okay i think your attitude becomes defined by what you express outwardly okay because I, if you okay. you can have a bad attitude and that will be expressed by your outlook and how you act okay I y- you can feel bad about something and then still have a good out attitude and a good outlook even if you have bad feelings inside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think I know that there have been times, though, where people have asked me, how do I feel about this certain situation that I'm put in? Or how do I feel about going to this place? Inwardly, I'm not super happy about it. But to them, I say, oh, yeah. Which, Mm -hmm. at that point, that's a lying issue because you're not being honest with them. But they might not be able to 
perceive my attitude correctly based off of that because I'm trying to give them another mm-hmm. There's also, side. though, I think along with that, there's also a level of you may have initially, and I think this also goes into the difference between emotions and attitude, but you may in initially have, like you're talking about, someone asks you to do something mm-hmm. or says, hey, can, like, can you help me with this? And you're like, immediately like, no, I don't really want to. But then you're saying, oh, you check yourself and are like, no, I should want to do this sure. or I should do this. It's the right thing to do. So then you move beyond what your initial feeling was. That's something where you can control your attitudes. Mm-hmm. And that's I think, goes into where the emotions differ from attitude, which is your emotions I don't think you can tr- control as easily. You initially have an a emotion from something and that you can't really control that. But you can choose what your attitude and what your outlook is going to be yeah. in reference to that emotion. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of explaining it. Mm-hmm. I looked up the definition. This is three looked up definitions versus two made up definitions. So I'm leaning more on the nerd side now. Okay. A settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. Yeah. But I think that it ties in with what Eli was saying and it's reflected in your actions. Yeah. You can feel something without lashing out about it. Wait, so that's what that's exactly what I was saying, though. You were saying, you, saying you can have an attitude that nobody sees, but I don't think that's yes. an attitude. I'm trying to give them a, a different attitude, a good one, uh-huh. a positive one, so that they don't see the negative one I have yeah. about it. So it's okay. Yeah, I, I get it. And yeah. that's the same thing I think he's talking about. Maybe I'm is, stupid. Is he's saying I feel this inside, so I'm angry or upset mm-hmm. about this. But mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an attitude outwardly that makes exactly. you think I'm okay. Yeah. When I'm really not. Yeah. And I think you can that's have, I do that a lot. Sometimes. You can have an initial maybe upsetness that maybe you did something wrong and someone says, hey, like cor- they're initially correcting you. Mm-hmm. Hey, this that's not the way we're supposed to be doing it. We're doing it, supposed to be doing it a different way. Yeah. Initially, you could be upset about that or maybe angry or just frustrated because that took you so long to work on. Mm-hmm. But then you you think, oh, well, I shouldn't be acting that way. I think that happens a lot to me that I'll get corrected and something and initially be like, oh, dang it, like that, that kind of makes me frustrated. And then I'll yeah. be like, oh, wait, no, I need to, I, that's not a good outlook. So then I come at it with a d- better attitude and sure. decide to influence my emotions and how I feel based on how I should be acting. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, plays gotcha. out through my attitude. I think the world also, this modern day world is very big on telling you to express your emotions no matter mm-hmm. what they are. So you yeah. don't need to like filter them or you don't need to feel bad about the attitude that you're having. You just need to like let it out and like present it to everyone, mm-hmm. which uh, we talked about earlier. Guys can show emotion. That's not a bad thing because mm-hmm. sometimes there's the other extreme of, okay, don't show emotion because you're a guy. Yeah. But then I think there's also too. the other side where it's wrong to say whatever's on your heart, yeah. give your whole feeling and like with no filter because you do if you do that you're going to hurt people's feelings you're going to you know lash out you don't have any self control and it just is going to look like you're i don't know you're just yeah. under control something, ultimately i don't know who said it but somebody told me uh, like years ago probably before i met you mm. god wired us in such a way that you cannot be creative when you're angry okay. because when your emotions spike and you're angry if you could be creative you would wreak a lot of havoc but it's mm-hmm. a lot of impulse mm-hmm. decisions and not really thinking about it that leads to and still leads to bad stuff when you act yeah. out in anger. But yeah. imagine if you were if somebody was really angry at someone and they had the mental capacity to think of a plan that could last a week that would just absolutely ruin their life. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. 
which I, some I people do. Some people yeah. do that. Yeah. And that's yeah. you see them in the news. Is, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. Is they have this crazy plan. They go. I think that's that's where you get like the shower conversations. Mm-hmm. When you play through a conversation in your head when you're in the shower and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I could have responded with this, mm-hmm. and you didn't. It may have been a really good response, and it would have absolutely slayed. You would have won the argument. Awesome. But because you were angry, your brain couldn't mm-hmm. think in such a way to do that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely true to some extent, at least. I don't know that. I guess I can definitely see how it could be true. I don't. I guess I just haven't seen enough evidence practically that that's true. But I, I can definitely see that. I don't remember who said it. I think it was my dad or someone. Probably. Yeah. It was like six years ago. Yeah. I think attitude is such a big thing to cover for guys too, though, because for sure, you as a man have a very unique role, a, a unique yeah. leadership position. Yeah. In your home as a husband, as a father, because you set the tone for how your house is going yeah. to be. And I'm not a husband or a father, but the examples that I've seen in my dad and my grandpa mm-hmm. and then here in our ministry at Team Missions and other, you know, watching other people's dads and the way that they conduct themselves, it makes me want to strive for those same character traits that they have. And one of those is composure and self-control and yeah. also a positive mindset and attitude going into things. So there's a lot of different avenues into attitude, whether it's anger, like anger, or if it's, you know, discouragement, if you're not excited to do something that yeah. you don't want to do, you know, how are you going to turn the situation and make it beneficial? And how is God going to use that in your life? Because God calls us to do s- things sometimes that we do not want to do. Mm-hmm. And so how are you going to look at that and say, okay, I don't want to do this, but God's calling me to it. And so I need to do this to honor and glorify him because that's an attitude change. And without Christ, that attitude change doesn't happen because yeah. you're just still going to be discouraged. And I guess ultimately, if you don't know the Lord, he won't be calling you to do things. Cause I think also with that, that's something that differentiates a lot between growing into a young man and being a man is that you have the ability to control your attitude mm-hmm. and to yeah. influence your emotions. But I think that's a big differentiation between a man and a child is that you can't you decide and you're intentional with your attitude and if there's a certain circumstance that comes along i'm tr- i'm thinking in the example for young men maybe mm-hmm. sports teams football team wrestling team i don't know what it is but in i know that especially on the football team if you guys ha- have been getting beaten a lot recently well then your attitude you're probably going to be pretty discouraged mm-hmm. and you're probably going to see a lot of performance downgrading from the players just because they don't see that their the effort they put into it pays the dividends that they think it should or mm-hmm. w- or that it was their, go- their so, goals yeah so their attitude is going to be bad but as a young man as a leader you need to be stepping up and understanding that you by influencing your attitude you can influence others mm-hmm. and that it's changing your attitude really changes how you act like Caleb was saying that putting forward a good attitude even though you may be sad or angry that you've been that some of your teammates aren't aren't putting in the effort that they should be and that maybe you're having to carry the team a lot more than you Mm -hmm. normally would have to putting forth that good attitude and just being on top of it is i guess it's it's just plays into being a man and just being Mm -hmm. able to being intentional about everything that you're doing yeah it sort of ties into our episode a couple episodes ago when we talked about maturity Mm -hmm. yeah is that's one of the fruits that maturity will yeah, bring is a better attitude, a better mm-hmm. outlook on life, Absolutely. or at least the ability to control your attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being mature does not mean that you have the default of a good attitude. Mm-hmm. There will still be bad times. Tim, you talked about your dad and your grandpa. Mm-hmm. They are very mature men, and I have seen times when your dad mm-hmm. especially had to control his attitude when 
somebody does something wrong, I do something wrong. And it's just something that comes with maturity. Mm-hmm. I think also a big thing to harp on is that and we talked about the experiences. The only way that those men got to the point that they got to was because God used the experiences in their life to get them there and to learn from. Mm-hmm. So for me, I can think of an experience where I think I was in eighth grade. I was on the varsity team, which was really cool. But wow. I went, I, I played JV sometimes whenever varsity didn't have a game. Mm-hmm. And so I played JV one time for it was against our rivals and yeah. so it was like a, a bigger game or at the time it was i thought it was a big game it was a big game for like a 13 year old but anyways so i walked into the gym it was i was really excited for the game i had a bunch of friends in the stands ironically i had anthony and shauna myers and like i love anthony and shauna so i was like wanting to play good and like mm. you know have just have a good game we were getting our butts kicked it was we were down like 25 or 30 something and it was like in the end of the third quarter and I went to go inbound the ball and I stepped over the line because I thought one of my guys was going to be open but someone had come in and kind of covered him up and so I was I was about to throw the ball but instead I crossed the line and so the ref like blew it dead and said like turnover he stepped over the line whatever and so yeah so many other things had happened before that to the point where there were so many negative effects in the game that it just all added up to me and I just got so frustrated and I grabbed the ball it was already in my hands. I grabbed the ball and I just spiked it on the on the court, and I didn't notice how high the ball went. But my mom said from the stands that it hit the ceiling Ooh. of the gym. And as soon as I did it, I knew I was like I messed up. But the ref looked at me and he's like he teed me up, which basically is just like a technical. If you get two, mm-hmm. you're ejected from the game. So I got yeah. one, and my coach was like ripping into me when I got to the, like the bench, and my I knew my mom and dad were there, and I was probably gonna get talked to after that. But that was an example of an immature kid yeah. and his attitude getting the best of him and not having composure, not having self-control, mm-hmm. not having the cool-minded brain to settle down and not just show your emotions you're feeling, but also to exhort your team members instead of being degrading and having them see the example that you're setting. Because I was the older guy on the team. I played varsity, and so they knew what I was about. But then they saw that and were like, wow, that's who Tim is. Like lack of self-control, immature. And so it just didn't set a good standard. So like all those experiences in our life will add up to understanding we don't want to be like that anymore. We want to grow in Christ. We want to acquire all these really cool attributes and we're just going to put those past selves behind us, I guess. That sort of ties into our our next question, which is how can attitude affect your daily Mm -hmm. life? Because that's, that's an example of how a bunch of negative things and Having a bad, like you were 13, you said? Yeah, I, whatever Somewhere eighth grader that. is. I don't know. Somewhere what in that ballpark. Yeah, whatever, whatever he is. And there, there is a level of physical maturity. Mm-hmm. A 13-year-old's brain is much, much less developed than a 21-year-old's brain. Mm. But it's something that your attitude can affect because if little 13-year-old Tim had decided to have a good attitude about mm. it and thought about the situation, be like, yeah, well, darn, we lost, whatever. Mm then probably wouldn't have gotten, what was it, teed up? It's a, called a technical, yeah. It's like a I don't know. I don't play ba- basketball. basketball term. It's basically like an extracurricular activity foul. If you did something that was unsportsmanlike or anything like that, you get teed up. Dang. So how, how can your attitude affect your daily life? It affects the way, I think it affects the way that, not just the way you conduct yourself in, in your day, but mm-hmm. we talked about exhorting others. People around you will have a better attitude. And God can use you to affect the culture of the community that you're in. I know coming in here to work, I I mean, we work at a ministry, a missions organization. And so 
you would think that, you know, we're all just ha- all happy and it's like, yeah, we work for the Lord, yada, yada, yada. Well, some days are hard and some days, yeah. some days we have things that happen where it, we don't, it really didn't feel like it went our way. And so when you come into work, maybe the next day you could feel discouraged or down. And so you have to just alter that attitude and that mindset and say like, okay, the Lord is going to use yesterday's, what seemed to me as failure, he's going to use all those things for his good and like, it's all going to work out. And so like that happened for a reason. And so like just that mindset change and then going into the work, you know, if it affected all the other people around you too, whatever happened yesterday or, you know, in those failures, you can be an influence to them and say, Hey, it, that did happen. Yes. But we're going to put it behind us and we're just honor and glorify God. So if one person had that mindset, it could affect so many other people's yeah. and that affects your daily life. Cause now you're in a happy, joyful community instead of a depressing, discouraging one yeah. where it's just negativity surrounding you. And I see that, especially when somebody who has high influence is in a mm-hmm. bad mood, has yeah. a bad attitude. I see that on summer teams because mm-hmm. there's always one or two of the team members who has just has more influence. Yeah. People look yeah. up to them. Maybe they're a clown or they're really mature. Either way, somehow they're standing out. It always happens. And then if they have a day where they're in a bad mood, it affects the entire team. It affects the leadership because mm-hmm. oftentimes if there is a more mature kid, the leaders will use them as sort of like an inlet to the team Yeah, to try and ebb and flow the community that they have. Mm-hmm. And it especially happens if a leader's in a bad mood mm-hmm. because the team members could be having a rock and awesome day, rock and awesome day. They had a really good night's sleep. They wake up and there's one leader who didn't have a good night's rest, barking at everyone, mm-hmm. just run of the mill, bad mood, bad attitude stuff. And it'll bring down the entire team and ruin the productivity, both physically and spiritually for the entire day. Yeah. And as males, as like as young men, you guys have an influence and impact. And these are things that we need to work on. We're not just talking to you guys like us. Th- us three need to work on that. Yeah, too. yeah like we're sure. still in the process of that. But we need to grow in these things now as we're young, as you know, people depend on us, but not as much as we as people will like when we're with husbands mm-hmm. and fathers Adults. and stuff. Yeah. Because once <laughs> we once we get shits. to that point, there's people like you talked about the team and the leader. Well, it's the same thing for a family. You're, the kids could be having a nice day and you come home. And if d- if dad's all messed up, like that's going to mess them up. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what movie was it? Oh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, you've never seen it. Okay. No. Oh, is that the Christmas movie? Christmas movie yeah. where okay, the guy yeah, wishes yeah. he had never been born, and then yeah, the, uh, Angel, what's it, Clarence? Yeah, Clarence. Yeah, Clarence. <laughs> he shows so up funny. and he his wish is granted, and so Clarence is like this guardian angel that God sent to the character in the movie. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But anyways, basically this guy gets his wish granted, and so Clarence is the angel, and he shows him what life would be like if if he wasn't born, if the guy wasn't born. And the guy, you know, it ends up that like couple, some some people passed away because he wasn't there for them and like didn't save them. There was one there was one guy that was like he owned an establishment and like he mm-hmm. didn't own he didn't own the establishment anymore. He was some like hobo on the street that yeah. was just mess a mess and everything. And so it kind of anyways in the movie, there's a scene where he comes into the house and he's really discouraged. And this is like his yeah. reality, like this is real life. Yeah. And he has a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, and the kids are all happy when he comes in. They're like, dad, 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 dad. Mm-hmm. But then when he walks in the door, his mood just absolutely just kills the the whole house. And basically, like, yeah, the kids are like, dad, what's wrong? And he, like, has this angry outburst, and it affects the rest of the evening and then in turn yeah. affects yeah. the rest of the movie. So, anyways, <laughs> that example is something that I thought of. I was like, yeah, dude, that happens in our houses. Like, dads have 
influence and mm-hmm. i mean everyone has influence but especially like the men you guys are called to be the leaders and set the standard yeah. and so it's something we need to work on now so exactly. as we can arrive to that point when it's time for us to be in those positions mm-hmm. my mom i think she's deleting her facebook so she's throwing through all of the posts she's ever made she's for the re- past reminiscing 15 years okay and she's she's writing down all the funny ones because she'll okay. she would post funny stuff that we said but she messaged me just completely out of the blue and said wow i'm sorry you had a crappy 10th birthday and I was like, what are you talking about, Mom? Yeah, my 10th I didn't birthday remember, was I don't remember any, I don't remember my 10th birthday. Okay. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but she was like, yeah, I'm sorry you had a crappy 10th birthday. And then she showed me this Facebook post she made. This was 11 years ago? 12 years ago. Yeah. How old are you? 21. Yeah. yeah. Old 21. I'll turn 22 this year. Yeah, yeah. But she sent me this screenshot. She made two posts on my birthday. The first one was even though it's Caleb's 10th birthday, I'm going to send the kids to bed right after lunch. She posted that? She posted That's that so on funny. Facebook. And the next one, she said, nothing nothing helps a bad mood better than stress cleaning and scaring the kids out of the house or something like that. Your just a- something, her attitude just affected your whole <laughs> entire birthday. Yeah, and apparently I had a really crappy 10th birthday because my mom was in a bad mood. Yeah. And she recognized that 11 years later. She apolog- saw that and apologized and she apologized that I had a That's crappy so birthday because her mood as the leader, my dad, my dad would work away from home mm-hmm. for two weeks and he'd be home for two weeks. And I'm assuming he was probably not there for those two weeks. Yeah. But her That's so bad attitude affected my entire 10th birthday. That's crazy. <sighs> There's always times where someone's attitude negatively affects a good situation like you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's also situations in which the opposite is true. Mm-hmm. Like we've been saying, it's so important to be watching out for that. And I think, personally, I'm trying to think of an example. I guess I'll go back to sports <laughs> again. On on my uh, high school wrestling team, we had one of our one of the seniors. Okay. He was he's this like 195 pounder, big guy. He'd taken state like his freshman and sophomore years. Okay. I th- actually, I think he'd taken it his freshman, sophomore, and junior years. So this was his senior year. He was going he's going for like the four year streak for his weight class, and he threw out, I don't know what had been going on in his family life or whatever, but mm-hmm. for some reason, he was very, I mean, he wasn't a Christian, so he was very okay. tied up in the persona of being a really great wrestler, mm. and he was very tied up in that. I remember at one tournament, we were all wrestling, and uh, we were up we were up uh, watching him wrestle, because it was one of the bigger matches that if it was one of the against one of the better guys in the state. Mm-hmm. And we go to wrestle, and they're wrestling, and then he was getting beaten. And he just got so angry from being from being beaten that he bit the guy. And so then... <laughs> that was like Mike Tyson. I no. did not expect <laughs> that at all. No. And he bit the guy, so he's wrestling, and he just bites the guy on the hand. And the guy, like, yells, and they call off the match, and they look to check to see if that there's, like bite marks on either side of the guy's hand and they look and like yep sure enough so he actually like chomped down and bit the guy all of us were super surprised because this is the guy who's coming up alongside the freshman and even though he's not a christian he was still in that in that scenario of being a wrestler he was a good leader and he led very much by example and even though a lot of the time he didn't have a great attitude and he wasn't promoting the best things yeah he was he would and he wasn't very encouraging a lot of the time but he would one way or another, kind of force you to get better or like challenge well, you leading, to get better. He was leading by his actions. Yeah, and that's a. And so when he did that, when he did that, we were all super surprised, and we we're like, "What?" Because he got ejected from that match. So then that was over, and if that was again, that was one of the more important matches. So we we're like, "Oh dang it!" Like that's a big deal. And then 
the, a few weeks later, I think it was the next weekend, he went and we were at another tournament and he's he's getting he's wrestling. He bit another and person. He bites another guy. Are you serious? And <laughs> he so the message you got from that is basically if you can't beat him, eat him. You can't beat him, eat him. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. So he <laughs> he bites this, the second guy and in wrestling, if you get on two separate occasions, if you get a foul like that, like a personal foul for aggression over like overly necessary aggression then you get ejected from the season. So he got kicked out from the season, so he wasn't allowed to wrestle his the rest of his senior year. And that was a, a really big attitude shift for our team because he was one of the pillars like of our leadership. He was one of he was our team captain. He had that influence. Yeah, and he had he so and he would normally bring he'd set the he'd set the pace for the team and he'd set the tone for what our practices were going to be like and mm-hmm. everyone into someone respect or another looked up to him as someone encouraging us when we didn't want to be there at practice. He'd he'd get us going and he'd just kind of put in the grit and he'd get us moving, and then th- when he did that, all of us were shocked that he that he would act like that, yeah. and so that really affected the rest of us because his attitude was n- just not great for that whole time and it, it had been happening for a couple weeks and that really affected how our team did that entire year because we didn't I mean we picked up after after he left we we got a little better and we improved a little bit but the damage had been done mm-hmm. and it was really tough to try and recover from that attitude shift. Yeah. And that, that just really influenced me personally as a wrestler and just the, the team as a whole. And it was just kind of, it's kind of like a time capsule to me of a moment where that, that really happened so quickly. And it was just kind of crazy. So did you guys not eat? Did you guys not eat well in your wrestling team? I mean, you eat, you, you, you keep to, you're not allowed to like cut a ton of weight. Right. Why? I'm just wondering. Like you're not what leads well a enough. man? So you gotta eat your <laughs> competition. What leads to a man biting someone? Well, he. Pr- <laughs> I'm, I would not be surprised if yeah he were c- if he were cutting. I mean, you cut, but you don't cut like unhealthily. Oh, cut weight. Cut yeah. Weight. Cut. Sorry. Yeah, you cut weight. Yeah. So we've seen examples of how we've talked about. We all have our different examples that we've shared of how a bad attitude can negatively impact. What even if it's a bad situation, it just brings it lower. Do you guys have any examples of how a good attitude has brought up a bad situation? Hmm. Time when something just wasn't going right and then somebody stepped in or maybe you stepped in and had that good attitude that brought the team up and you were able to finish strong. Yeah, I think one example I can think of was back in 2021. So it was like almost two years ago now. It was in the summer. And that summer, you know, it was you know, about a year after COVID had started. And so we were kind of still in the, the middle of it. And so the pandemic's going on and we're trying to travel. And so we all have to get tested. We have like 12 mm-hmm. teams of like yeah. 300 people, not 300 people, like 350 people yeah. on our property. And, you know, all these different team members and leaders are trying to get to their respective countries. And so we have to get COVID tested to get on the planes. And so mm-hmm. everyone in boot camp got tested. Yeah. And I think there was a certain, I think there was probably 50 people that got test that tested positive. Now, whether yeah. or not they were actually positive, who knows? The test said they were positive, and so they yeah. had to stay back. Yeah, they had, didn't go on their teams. They had prepared eight months to go on this trip with these with, with these people. Yeah, and they've they've built bonds with the, their former team members that were on the team with them. They, you know, have these all these memories and connections, and all of that was just basically gone in a single snap. Right? Like, yeah, their their summer changed, and so I know that. When I, I very thankfully tested negative, and so I went to my country, and I was going to Ecuador, and I had about 19, 19 uh, kids with me. You know, going in the, into the Ecuador, I was thinking, 
and those poor kids that stayed back, like they're probably gonna have an awful summer. Like mm-hmm. I, I hope they don't, but it, they probably are gonna feel really discouraged. And we yeah. ended up getting back from Ecuador, and it they were one of the stronger teams out of the debrief the time that when we got yeah. back. And yeah, and I think you know looking at all the teams and how their summers went, like they had great summers, but the the team that had COVID and that stayed back in Florida had one of the best summers. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of those kids would say, yeah, it was the best summer of my life. I don't life. think I heard any of them say that they had I, a bad time. I didn't hear one negative comment, statement from that whole entire team. Yeah, All I heard was positive. And so that's something for me. I, I'm on the outside looking in. I'm not in the situation, really, but I, I can see the situation. And I can, and I can mm-hmm. the judgment call I made was, that's a bad situation. Mm-hmm. But they had a really positive outlook on it. And like that's something that the Lord gives you. I was very, think, I was thinking very fleshly, or I don't know what the word is, but I was thinking very, I wasn't thinking of, of Christ, and I didn't have mm-hmm. a, a honoring mindset to that situation that I yeah. was seeing. I was just thinking. That, that it could be redeemed. Yeah, I was thinking that it, it didn't have a chance of being good, but yeah. God had a plan for that team, for every team member on it, and the situation was totally under control, mm-hmm. and it was just cool to see how God worked in that. And so, I mean, you had 50, 50 kids that tested positive for COVID. Yeah. But each one, I think, I believe had a positive mindset in a very difficult situation. So that's yeah. an example yeah. that I can think of. And that's something, I think that with the summer team ties into our last question mm-hmm. is how can your attitude affect your testimony? Yeah. Because then those 50 kids, they have what could have been a yeah. really bad summer. Because I have to say mm-hmm. in Florida, yeah. Nobody likes Florida. <laughs> it's hot here. It's sweaty. hot. We mosquitoes. Live in the swamp, sweaty. So we have mosquitoes. It's wet. It's hot. That, that could have been a very, I probably would not have had a good time, which is probably why God let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> so that I wouldn't affect the testimony but it's like of that God team. Prepares you, God prepares you for each situation and equips mm-hmm. you for it. And yep. so, like, yeah. you know, we've had, you said, Caleb, like, you got, you tested negative and you went to your team. You've had other experiences in your life where God's taught you things through difficult situations. And so, yeah. you know, for mm-hmm. those, for those kids, that's what, that's where they were supposed to be. And like, God, God ordained that. But they, all these 50 people on this team, we call it dream team. Yep. They go home they had and. air conditioning all summer. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they had all of their supporters that donated money to their cause and their mm-hmm. missions. They could go. And they go back home, and they could have said, yeah, you gave me all this money, and I had a horrible summer. Yep. I didn't even get to leave. It was hot. There were mosquitoes, and uh-huh. I was in Florida. But they had this the good outlook, the good yep. attitude about it, and they go yep. back, and all of them took a good story mm-hmm. and a good testimony back home with them, and they were able to use that for God's glory. It affected, yep. it affected us, too. I mean, you have so many. I'm, I'm 21, but there are so many older people here that I've experienced ministry for as long as I've been alive plus some years mm-hmm. that were touched by their example that they saw in a 15 year old like yeah. Yeah. that is the impact and that's what Paul talks about in 1 Timothy 4:12 let no man despise your youth youth god can use youth to inspire he mm-hmm. can use our the listeners right now that yeah. are younger and think well I want to be in ministry and I want to have a purpose and I want to serve the Lord and not only can he but he wants to he wants to yeah. and you can do that like if you're a young person that has that mindset of I want to be used and I want to be in ministry that can happen right now and he'll do it he'll mm-hmm. if you ask you know yeah he gives it and so ready. I think that was a big thing for me too where I noticed that it didn't just impact their home. It impacted us as a team missions body where we're the we're supposed to be the ones discipling them. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, it felt like they were teaching us lessons yeah. and something that we can carry on now 
as we as we further in our ministry too, which I thought was really cool. Because the team mission, the team mission perspective on that, that was like worst case scenario. That was yeah. the worst possible thing that could have happened to us happened to us. Yeah, and God, so we were all and God was super glorified in it, which I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So what are what are some ways your attitude can affect your testimony as a Christian? Mm-hmm. I think in the context of intercultural missions, which is a lot of what we do attitude is even more important because overseas they don't have a lot so they're not they're financially speaking they're not in as good of a position as we are in here in the US and they they're having to work a lot harder for what they do have mm-hmm. so when when we come overseas and for me at least when I I went to Tanzania my first summer and when I went overseas there's all these people who are very like very poverty stricken compared to what I'm used to here in the US yeah. and they had the greatest attitudes I've ever seen they've got a smile on their face they're dancing like they're singing like all these things when we we'd go to Sunday schools and we'd be I was a foot washing team so we'd go out and we would wash the children's feet and anybody that came to our clinics we just wash their feet and give them socks and shoes and these kids didn't have much they were playing soccer with some of the old rags and the shirts that they tied together, mm-hmm. and that's what they were using for a soccer ball. And they were using that to kick around and run and play, and they had the greatest attitudes I've ever seen. They were so happy, and they were just joyful that they got to spend time with us and that they, they just got to hang out with us, and they would, that, that's what they were happy. They were excited that someone cared and that someone was willing to come and help them and just be there for them. And that I think that really improved my outlook on attitude in general just because everything that I do... I know that I can be more grateful and I can have a better attitude about it. It's just that I don't choose to all mm-hmm. the time. It was kind of like the possibilities were opened to what I maybe thought here when I before, when I'd never been overseas, just kind of going along. I thought, well, uh, this is just the attitude that I have, so whatever, that's the only attitude that I can have. And then when I went overseas, that the possibilities of where I, f- where I could be at if I chose to pursue that opened and it was kind of crazy yeah something that i thought of was the verse john thirteen thirty five. by this everyone will know that you are my, t- my disciples if you love one another mm-hmm. people people in the world watch you mm-hmm. it's not because they're trying to discern if everybody's a christian and they're not looking at the christians and thinking "Ooh, i gotta gotta watch out for those guys mm-hmm. but people notice things about you and that's what that verse says is that they will know you by your love it's hard to love somebody when you have a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. If some, if you are in public and something happened and you have a bad attitude and you're going to the store and then there's some snotty little kid running by, stomps on your foot <laughs> or like spill, kills spills their juice on you and you're already in a bad mood, you'll probably lash out just not loving. Yeah. With that... I thought of this when I was writing the notes, and I think it's really good. If we look the same as the world, what is the point of living for Christ? Yeah. Because if you say you're living yeah, for Christ so and you look like the world, you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. Yep. And you're, quite frankly, wasting your time there because you're not be, living for Christ if you look like the world. Be, there needs to be a distinction between who we are in Christ and what mm. they are in the world. Yeah. Because how is someone supposed to tell the difference, and how are we supposed to be the light and... All these things, if we look exactly the same. So I think that's a great point, Caleb. I, th- I think that mm-hmm. basically, and that basically sums up the whole conversation that we've been having, is if our attitude is one that is just like the world standards, and we 
allow ourselves to be overcome by our emotions of anger, frustration, discouragement, different things like that, doubt, then how in the world is, is someone supposed to look at us and say, oh, yeah, they know they know Christ. And what they have is different from everyone else, from the majority. Yeah. Because we look too much of the same. So I think it's a great point. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We are super excited. We are hoping to bring in more guests. We're going to bring in another guest next week, I think. And so we're super, super excited to start on that. I think our biggest encouragement to you guys is just make sure that your attitude is one that is honoring, glorifying the Lord. It's okay to have emotions. We're not saying that you have to put those to the side. Mm-hmm. But we also just want to make sure that our attitudes are something that can be edifying to people, something that can we can exhort people in our attitude. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a there's kind of a perfect middle ground where we are allowed to have emotions, but we also need to have control and composure in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And also just filter attitudes to something that is not fleshly and not sinful, but that mm-hmm. is uplifting. God. Yeah, uplifting the Lord. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, catch yep. you next time. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Firmly Grounded Podcast, sponsored by the Sojourner School of Ministry. In the next episode, we will be talking about the mind, body, and spirit, and how they are intertwined in your walk with the Lord. You can catch Firmly Grounded at the following streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Firmly Grounded Podcast. Blessings. (laughs) 